This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. There we go. Oh, she does it again. Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. I'm your producer, Britton Ransford, and with me today is Bob Loomis from Max Lure and Richie Herod of Herod Outdoors. First time we've all been back in the uh, the studio together. It's uh, We just got a whole bunch of snow. Um, still got some COVID things going on. Bobby and I just got back from a heck of a trip down to uh, southern Idaho to go fish for some uh, jumbo perch. It was uh, interesting, to say the least. It was, it was fun. It, it, we were both um, pretty novice, novice at uh, the old ice fishing operation, but um, I, th- I think overall the trip was pretty good. Well, it looks like you guys got some nice fish oh it, it was great but you know when, when you don't have a you know any any type of fishery every one of them has their own to be good at it has right. their own little innuendos things yeah. that, that you know and you know when you're just you're thrown out there on the ice and you know here you go this is what you do and you're looking at all this stuff going what the hell oh well there's fish there now now i gotta figure out how to get them bite you well know? once you figured out how to read the the electronics yeah oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah. figuring the electronics out was a little different and, yeah. and you, you guys know. had a lot to learn not oh, having done it, it very much well i mean those guys are hardcore you know we went down there with uh dog outdoors eric magnuson and his buddies alex and johnny and they're hardcore you know every weekend out there you know and they they brought their we thought we were gonna have some huts to sit in well <laughs> it was it was cold and there was no huts we were sitting basically uh, on buckets out in the middle of you know 20 inches of ice on a massive lake yeah but uh you know they had us pretty dialed in with the equipment and you know making sure we yeah. were in the right spot it was just taking time to figure out you know the techniques and all yeah sorts of stuff. yeah you know me i, I want to go for volume and i, I, and I want to know how to get volume mm-hmm. and so it, it the first day we didn't do bad i mean we we did pretty decent you know for not having a clue sure and we caught a couple pretty good sized fish but the second day oh yeah we molly hawked them you know the last time we <clears throat> talked about you know before you guys went down there and my experience fishing at um Lake Cascade, uh, we were talking about some techniques and ideas. And so what do you think was your, what were you most surprised about, I guess, after, after all we talked about, and then you went down there and actually did it, was there something that kind of stuck out to you? Well, it took me a lot of time to just figure out the, the cadence, right? Yeah. And, and then how to like get that fish to bite. So, you know, we were fishing basically on the bottom right? and it took me a full day to realize that I needed to run them up the column and catch them, you know, in four feet of water. That's right. what I was doing all day. It was just bringing them all the way up, playing them all yep. the way up and they were hitting it on the way up. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't figure that out until, you know, it was all just trial and error. Yeah. And then, and then of course, when he, when he hooked that first one and he told me what he was doing and he, he ends up putting his fish on the ice and it was a good one. You know yeah. I mean? It was, yeah, it yeah. was easily a pound and a half. Right. He gets it up there and it starts spewing out baby perch. Sure. And yeah, he goes, a little hey, one and a half yeah. inch, two inch perch. Oh, yeah. He goes, Hey, look at this. I should put one on. And I go, put it on. Yeah. 
I'm going to tell you what. He put that on. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He started squeezing the fish. <laughs> and I just so it I was, had a little, like, uh, what is it? I was weird. It was a 116th Sonic yeah, Bay fish. I yeah. was finished off the back. Yeah. And so then I was taking one of those little fish and put it on the treble hook. Yep, so it yep. looked like two little bait fish swimming together. <laughs> so I was dropping it down there, and one after another after another. The cool thing about my fish, that first fish I caught, was it just kept spitting up perch. So I just squeeze <laughs> it. And it would just pop out another perch. And so, that boom, throw another one on. And so I got like, you know, I was able to save a couple of those little bait yeah, fish. Yeah. And so I caught, you know, seven fish in a row off this one fish. Well, now I'm all out of bait fish, so i got to squeeze my perch dispenser. Now, whoa, 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 hold it. Now, <laughs> now the, re- the reason he's out of out of bait is because his bait dispenser froze. Yeah, the whole <laughs> it was now, froze solid and he couldn't <laughs> squeeze it anymore. It's, it's, it's 15 degrees with like 35 mile an hour wind. I'm not even exaggerating. Oh. I no, no, no. It, 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 it was, it was, tundra. it was, t- it was 10 and it was blowing 18 to 22. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know the, <laughs> can be cold. I don't I know the wind that. chill math, but it was cold. Yeah. It was real cold. Yeah, and and cold. his bait dispenser froze and he, and he wigged <laughs> out because he had no more bait. I was completely out of bait fish. And then I'd end up catching one more that had one more in it, but then the, the bite went cold. I didn't have a bait dispenser anymore. <laughs> bait dispenser i love it so when 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 he started to when he told me what he was doing on that first fish yeah i turned around and hooked up the, the sonic on the front and mm-hmm. fished it like a regular jigging spoon oh yeah yeah so it looked off like fish sw- swimming swimming up yeah. and i just started hammering and i caught i caught four fish in a row and the smallest one was 1.7 pounds and the biggest one was two yeah <laughs> yeah I, mean, I saw that one that you got and that oh, was a nice fish but i'll tell you what yeah, i do yeah. remember that you know and that was one thing that mike taught dad and i when we were down there that you know you fish close to the bottom but they come in and they like look at it you know yeah and if you it's almost like oh it's getting away from me and they'll follow it up yeah. and then if you pause you know then mm-hmm. they yeah. then they'll strike which was again like we've talked many yeah. times what, it, what is it that triggers the bite? And that's sure. pretty cool that, you know, he figured that out. And um, Absolutely. got some, you know, you did a good job, Brady. Oh, that, that last day we, we did fantastic. Uh, between he and I, we caught more fish than everybody else that's combined. Awesome. You know, we just got lucky. But, I mean, it was just uh, one of those things that, <laughs> and, and, then, and then all of a sudden, now it's time to go. Yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. We just figured this out. You know, I got want to go out here again. That's why Ronnie, Ronnie and I, we went kind of off the topic. We went down to, to uh, Texas and we were fishing in the salt there. And yeah, our buddy Mike got us, uh, got a guide with a boat because obviously we didn't take a boat down there. And we went out and it took about half a day. And then we figured out what we were doing and we were just molly hawking them oh, yeah. and he was like well it's time to go and we're like oh no oh, oh hell no it's not time to go we just figured this out <laughs> yep i caught a a nice 20 inch rainbow too like that was the second fish i caught in the entire trip mm. and that's a lot of fun on that tiny that. little light ice gear mm, yeah that was fun yeah that was, nice, that was nice great yeah. Britain goes man this is a big one yeah. And you I'm know, watching his rod and his bed. Everyone's over. sprinting over, sliding into my hole. Like, oh my god, be careful! Be yeah, careful. state record oh, perch. Like, yeah. Oh, it's a trout perch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, it was just a really nice trout. And I threw it back, and everyone's like, "Why'd you throw it back?" I don't eat. I don't eat trout much. Yeah, <laughs> not much of a trout eater. But yeah. we, we got plenty of it's perch, right. and then, um, you know, they they rushed us out of there. But it was also Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. so we went back to the hotel and. Uh, Bobby and I had our own little Super Bowl party. We deep fried some perch and perch ah. crack. Oh yeah, we had perch crack. Perch crack. Absolutely. And then watched the Bucks stomp the Chiefs. Yeah. 
Tom Brady. <laughs> the goat. The, the goat <laughs> of all goats. And the kid. Oh, man. Uh, well, it looks like you guys had a good time. And, and uh, yeah, I would just sit back here and work. So just... <laughs> Remember that. Well, it's a lot of work to go ice fishing, man. Those people, like, we were oh, fishing with, like, that, Team USA ice fishermen. I know. All these, like, hardcore. And, like, you know, to go catch all these, like, one to two pound fish, maybe a two pound fish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. To just, you oh, know, yeah. snowmobiles, load snowmobiles, you know. Oh, I know. It's oh, a yeah, long ways know, out there. Get your gear together, you know. Holy cow. I mean, well, I think that's the, it's a lifestyle for well, sure. I think that's the attraction, you know, is yeah. that it's gear rich, you know. And I yeah. and I like that kind of stuff too, but man, I don't know. I, our hardcore ice fishermen, they are. Yeah. They're into it. Oh, man. they are. They are. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you know, it's funny when Rob was heading out there, is, you know, he brought the wrong gloves. And so. There was one guy, Todd Todd, um, pretty well-known, a bluegill fisherman, I guess, uh-huh. ice bluegill fisherman. And he made the trip out from Illinois as well. He's pretty hardcore when it comes to ice fishing. And uh, Rob Holman, he, uh, his hands were a little cold that one morning yeah. and uh, asked if anyone had gloves. Well, Todd Todd just takes his gloves off and hands it to him. And he's like, oh, well, don't you have gloves? Like, no, I don't have any gloves anymore. And uh, Todd Todd, hardcore ice fisherman, just rode out the whole day without gloves on. And it was cold. <laughs> They're hardcore ice fishermen, man. Well, there's people from the Midwest. They know what cold is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we're not used to it. You know, we're 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 on the edge of of that. You know, sure, getting cold, but right. not. You know, some years we get ice, some years we don't. You know, so we're not really used to that type of stuff. Right. And, and and they get it every year. Oh yeah, one way or another, they're gonna get it. Well. And, and it's minus 25 every day. And and the wind blows because yeah. there's hardly any mountains, you know, to yep. block it. Yep. And, and boy, I'll tell you, I mean, I grew up in eastern Oregon where the wind blew a lot. But, man, you get out in those places where it's just plains and there's nothing to block the wind. And it just rolls for miles and miles. I mean, it's like being in the middle of Lake Cascade. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we talked about <laughs> It helped me a lot. We did that podcast previously on, you know, layering and yeah. making sure you had the gear. Well, yeah. the last couple of months, I've been, you know, putting a quite a bit of coin into some nice Gore-Tex gear and making sure I was warm. <laughs> yeah. I saw I was, you. I was, pretty, look- I was pretty surprised at how well I stay warm yeah. when I was down there. Yeah. But it was, you know, I invested in the gear. Yeah, you looked like you were comfortable. I was. My toes were cold. I had like yeah. 14 toe warmers on my feet. <laughs> yeah, it takes He couldn't break. get his foot... In his boot because um, he had too many toe warmers. Catch on fire. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Not when they're on the ice, and that's probably the biggest thing. I have a really nice pair of Hoffmans, you know, that are well insulated and they work great for most things. But even just sitting on the, if you're still, yeah, sitting on the ice with your feet on it, holy crap! Yeah, I mean, they'll get cold. Oh, oh yeah. you bet they will. You bet they will. <laughs> It'll seep through. You need them. Alaska bunny boots or whatever they call them, white ones. I'll tell you what, I I didn't, the first day I was fine. The second day, my toes got a little bit cold. Mm-hmm. But, but I just, you know, I have my, my Sorrells and mm-hmm. pair of wool socks on. And, sure. you know, they, they I was fine. We, we were actually pretty good. It's just, it's miserable because it starts blowing that, that snow off the top of yeah. the surface, you know. Right. And, and it's just going around you continually and your ears start getting a little bit wet and you know i mean it's just just one of those it's nasty i think the worst is when you get a little bit of a slush layer yeah on top of the ice definitely had some of that i mean it was fine until you know start stomping around just you know as soon as you drill a couple holes and then you get pretty slushy around everywhere and yeah it was uh 
There was no one fell in, which was you know one of the the best parts of the trip. But we were sitting on like eighteen inches eyes. Oh yeah, but to get those. <laughs> You get those false layers a little bit where there's water on the surface. For yeah, like we did up in BC. Yeah, up in BC, <laughs> which is what I'm thinking of, you know, and uh, that's when your feet can really get cold. If you're sitting in that muck, basically, oh. in that little bit of slush. That's when Lance, water, Lance and I were oh, wigged out, man. It's it's pretty, that makes your feet cold in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys did a good job. No, we had fun. It, it was great. And I, I got to tell you, I, I was really proud of Britain. He, you know, not not being part of the you know just getting into this all the hardcore type stuff the fishing a little bit of hunting you know things like that and i'm gonna tell you what he he did a fantastic job yeah he had he had a bait dispenser i mean Uh, it it was great till it froze up (laughs) yeah but the dispenser was the dispenser Well, that's Save the, the trip. That, that's, that's the, the whole, stuff that you learn. That's a, that's the whole idea, you know. Sure. You pay attention to the, the details, and sometimes that's what makes you successful. Whether it's absolutely, absolutely, it's the details. Yep. Yeah. Sponge life. Um, okay. Well, yeah. That that was fun. We've talked a lot of ice fishing recently, yeah. and we haven't talked a lot of hunting. So we are going to preview a little turkey hunting when we get back from this break. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's that time of the year when uh, the Columbia River is known for the large, large walleye. And, you know, the stuff up around Tri-Cities, um, you know, that, that midsection of the Columbia River really specializes in those huge, huge fish. So, you know, getting out there this time of the year between now and March you know, you find those large females going up underneath the dams that will be spawning. Uh, the guys are out targeting those large fish, trying to find that elusive, you know, 25-pound walleye. Um, you know, and, and of course, we've all heard of, of uh, those fish being caught. But, you know, th- there's a number of different styles, methods, you know, that, that you can use. But, you know, a couple of the methods that work very well, uh, jigging like we did up at Banks with the uh, sonic bait fish. Using those larger sonic bait fish and uh, drift fishing and dragging it on the bottom. Literally, you know, twitching it, dragging it, twitching it, dragging it. Like I said, there's so many different ways you can do stuff, but you're trying to trigger that fish into biting. Um, Using some type of jig works uh, very, very well this time of the year, as well as controlling large profile bodies. Um, a lot of the guys use crankbaits. Well, uh, using a crankbait, I don't have any crankbaits, but guess what I've got? I've got a Wally Pop. Wally Pop works phenomenally well because it moves like a crankbait in the water with the amount of buoyancy and the, uh, the smile blade in front of it, uh, giving you that crankbait type, type action. So using those larger, uh, larger Wally Pops works very, very well for these large fish. So it, it's, uh, it's a phenomenal fishery. It's a fishery that, that people, people flock to. You know, you get people that come from back in the Midwest this time of the year trying to catch that large 25 pound plus fish because there's so many large fish that get caught. So it, it, it's, a, it's a great fishery. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's something that really doesn't exist anywhere else. And, you know, you got to get out here and, and uh, try it. 
but uh, like I said, using a, a sonic baitfish or using a wally pop, those are those are two real real good methods for trying to uh, trying to target those fish or getting them to bite. There's been a number of records that have been caught off of off of the uh, wally pops uh, because of it. So um, you can get those at your local retailer or you can get them at maxlure.com. And we're back. <laughs> Let's talk some turkey hunting. Yeah, let's do it. Bobby, yeah, Bobby, Bobby just, just wants to talk turkey calls. That's all he wants to do. He thinks he's got a good you can't turkey drive call by a bird without making a noise. I know. It's a child. He does that with hawks too. <laughs> Crows. Oh boy. Jesus. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even edit that out. <laughs> That's beautiful. Just start over. No, this is good. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep this going. <laughs> I don't do any turkey hunting, so these guys are just going to talk turkey hunting. Well, the reason I, I was thinking we might bring it up a little bit is because I'm in the process of delivering some shows to networks for this upcoming spring. And and it's always fun for me when I'm getting ready to deliver shows to a network because then I get to relive some of our hunting and fishing. And um, one of the ones that is going out, this spring is one that we aired last fall called Double Down uh, Turkeys. And uh, I had a great time hunting with uh, some friends of mine, Ben and Dick Smithson over in Eastern Oregon. And we, and Ben and I ended up shooting two turkeys in one set. And it was awesome. And <laughs> you can actually find that episode on YouTube. It's there now if you look at the Herod Outdoors YouTube. But, you know, I really like turkey hunting. It's one of those things that, it kind of took me a while to get into it, and turkeys have been. What's going on with you? That's not COVID. COVID. I just I had you, to he's got COVID. COVID. It's Uh-oh. a special coffee. Oh, it is. <laughs> when, yeah, first thing in the morning, a little special coffee. I'm a little allergic to that. It could You're be allergic. A, I'm that, not. that could be a little on the heavy side too. Sorry, by the way. he was he was talking about a hunt in Eastern Oregon. With ben, <laughs> and I'm just gonna go uh, put some hand sanitizer all over my face, yeah, and <laughs> all over my table, and everything else here. <laughs> Uh, oh good grief where was i oh yeah so there actually turkeys have been around the pacific northwest for a lot longer than most people realize and um there's an episode that i did uh, a few years ago where we interviewed um uh oregon department of fish and wildlife guy named pat and he talks about when turkeys came to eastern oregon in particular um the species that are there and so they've been around a lot longer than you think and the population is you know slowly growing and now actually there's turkeys all over the dang place because we have them here in washington population over northeast of course but right here in central washington there's a lot of turkeys in fact we have them here in leavenworth and yesterday vicky and i were on a walk and we saw this tom that was his beard was dragging in the snow i mean it was like holy cow look at that bird and he's right here you know he's a town bird but there he is i have that problem (laughs) no you don't (laughs) (laughs) but you're uh, you're losing hair rapidly all over your body yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's a fun thing to do because you know in the past the only hunting we really would do would be in the fall you know, you wait for bird season, upland birds, and you wait for your archery elk and deer, 
and then and waterfowl. And once that's over, then you got this long dry spell. There's really not much to do unless you're going to go out and shoot coyotes or something like that. Yeah. But here you got uh, a season that starts in April, and you can go set up a camp just like your deer elk hunting, and it's a blast. And and actually, they're, they're real challenging for me. Hunting turkeys is is similar to hunting elk because they call so you get out early in the morning and just like you know with elk you're locating where birds are from their calls they come out of the roost and then you try to position yourself get set up and try to call them in so it's it's really a lot of fun have you ever just set up and called or have you always just kind of jumped well, did you I, hear I, him well i know he can do that <laughs> I, I i i i'll tell you guys a quick story so you know, being in this industry for 39 years, I, I've been around a lot of people that, that hunt and fish, you know, obviously right. that that's part of their business. And I have been invited to turkey hunt all over the United States for years and years and years. And I've just, I, I, it's something that, that I just had never done. Right. So when I moved back up here to North Central Washington, you know, uh, 18 years ago, I, I'm up in the basin over here and I'm up fishing. Kimberly and I are out there and we're, we're having fun. And all of a sudden I, I, I hear this and I'm thinking, holy cow, we got, we, we, we got turkeys up here. So I start asking around a little bit and, and this is like the first of April. And I think, you know, that's kind of cool. So I call this buddy of mine. I said, hey, look, you know me. I don't have anything. Send me a couple turkey calls. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he's a pretty hardcore turkey hunter. So about a week later, I get this package in the mail, and I got this box call, and I've got a scratch call, and I've got you know a, a couple other things in there. And, and I, I have absolutely no idea what <laughs> I am doing. Absolutely none. You know? So... I go back up to the basin, up to to uh, this spot where I was at, and and I take this call, and Kim, Kimberly and I are up there, and we'd been fishing for a little yeah. bit, and I thought I'm gonna grab that call, so I go grab the call out, and I hit that box call a couple times. All of a sudden, I get a turkey that answers me. I'm going, holy cow, these things actually work. <laughs> what the hell? So. About four or five days later is, is April 15th, opening day of turkey season. So I think, you know what? I think I'm going to go turkey hunting. Never been in my life. I have absolutely no idea what the hell I'm doing. Hmm. I got, I you know, I, I call this guy and, and he kind of feeds me information and tells me, you know, the birds are going to be roosting in the morning. And, you know, you call to find out where they're, where they're at. They'll come down on the ground, start feeding. And, you know, if if the toms are ready they're they're gonna come to you you know so i figured out this spot i get all set up and i go up there on opening day and and it's you know i go up in the dark you know i I, if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it right sure i go up there in the dark i go hide in this i make a little bit of a blind and i get set up and and uh i hit the call well all of a sudden i've got like three toms calling like in three different directions from me and I'm thinking, oh, man, this is pretty cool. So I wait a little bit. Nothing. Finally gets daylight. Nothing. I hit the call again. I get three toms going again. 
And after about mm, 20 minutes, I got no patience. You know that. Yep. <laughs> after about 20 minutes, I, I hit it one more time. And they haven't really come any closer. And they're, and they're just, you know, they're kind of in the same spot where they were, you know, the first two times I heard them, heard them gobble. So I think, that's all right. I know where they're at. I'm going after them. So I got over to this one spot. I thought, here's the closest one. I'm going to go over. I'm going to sit down by this tree right here. Uh, I know I'm I'm relatively close. And I know that, that you know, I'm probably going to get him somewhat close. So I sit down by the tree. And I'm hiding there. And I hit the turkey call. And all, I mean, he just gobbles immediately. And, and, and he's like, maybe 60 70 yards but he's over this little dip and i can't see and maybe three minutes later here comes a hen up onto the little road that i'm i'm sitting off off the edge of a a little embankment type thing and up pops a hen here comes another one here comes another and all of a sudden at like uh, 20 yards i've got 15 18 turkeys in front of me and here comes this tom and he comes up and he steps up there and he's looking around and the hens are feeding around and everything. I pull the gun up. I shoot him. I think, what's so big about turkey hunting? <laughs> so, so, but here, here's the bad thing. So I, I turn around. Now, this is like a half hour, 40 minutes after daylight. Right. I've got this turkey and it's big. I weighed the thing. It was like 19 pounds. Nice. I mean, it was it was a, a nice turkey. And it, and it's got like a, a an 8-inch, 9-inch beard on nice. it. I Real mean, nice. this, this is cool. You know, I, I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. But I don't hear any more shooting. I hear no more turkeys. I hear nothing. And I'm thinking, man, is it open? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I I turn around, I throw this turkey in the back of the, the Bronco, I jump in the rig, I drive down, Fred Meyer's the only thing open, so I run into Fred Meyer and I go grab a synopsis. I pull the synopsis out. Like, yeah, it's turkey season today. Holy cow. I, <laughs> I wipe my forehead. That, that's my turkey hunt. That was my turkey hunt. And there's nobody doing it. No, there's nobody. No. Nobody, nobody doing it. Well, that's the one thing about here in the Northwest, I think. I mean, obviously, it's gotten more popular over the past few years. But, I mean, a lot of times where we go in eastern Oregon, a couple different places there, we are the only ones out there doing it much. I mean, there might be a couple other guys, but you kind of got it to yourself. And and that's been a fun part of it, you know. Well, you know what? One of the things that I found very interesting is Washington State is one of the only states in the United States that has all three species of turkeys. Right. So, and people come here specifically to shoot a specific yeah. species of turkey. Right. So, yep, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the where we hunt down there, um, they it's interesting. It's timbered, mm-hmm. you know. So, and a lot of times the birds will be down in the valley over the winter, and then what they're doing is they're coming back up into the timber as the snow goes away. Right, and that's where they're going to. Um, breed you know that's that's mm-hmm. they're coming back up in there they've got sure places that they're going to strut they got strutting grounds and uh that's what 
that's what they're doing. And if you can find some of those meadows, and, and that's a neat thing. We found a few of these meadows that they consistently use. Right. And um, that's it's just so much fun. And like you say, going out in the first thing in the dark and getting set up, and especially if you can put one to bed. Yeah. You know, if you can go out the night before and you figure out where these birds are roosting or approximately yeah. right yeah. before dark, um, that'll make a big difference, and then you can go out and set up. But this last trip that I was telling you about was uh, was pretty interesting because we had some birds located, and we're like, okay, we're going to go in there in the dark and set up. And, and, and I had been there before, hunted this one spot, and we didn't get one, but I knew it was like a perfect place. that The birds wanted to be on this bench. Right. You know, and first thing in the morning, that's where them toms wanted to be. So we went and set up there, Ben and I, and uh, sure enough, he was right where we thought he might be and started calling. And he actually crossed a creek and came up the hill to the bench. So he he came a long way. Sometimes it's kind of hard to get him to cross a barrier like that. But this guy wanted to come in. And so instead of coming up right in front of us where we were, where we were set up, he went around to our left there was kind of a little tiny draw almost like where we walked up actually and he took the easier route coming up around the hill and he came around this little draw and up and he came in right beside us and i wanted ben to get one real bad because he'd never never shot a bird over a decoy or calling like that and so this bird comes up and he comes to my left (laughs) i mean i'm like holy crap there he is right there you know and uh i had my shotgun just sitting on my lap and I had the camera on my right you know trying to get Ben and everything yeah. that's going on and I'm like I look over to my left I'm like oh shit there he is and I turn the camera around and just point it and then I just pick up my shotgun which you'll have to check out because I got one of those Marlin bold action shotguns <laughs> with the 36 inch barrel <laughs> is that the video that we put in the intro yeah oh, that's such a cool shot. yeah man. so I pick up that barrel and you know, and uh, shoot this turkey at like 18 yards, I think it was. And and uh, Ben runs out and he grabs that bird and he comes back over and he gets in our little blind. And there's another, because there's another gobbler out there somewhere and we just keep calling and he keeps coming. And next thing I know, he came up where we thought the first one was going to come up, which was right in front of us. And, and they're like three minutes apart. And Ben shoots this other bird right out in front of us. Nice. So we got two turkeys in like three minutes. It was <laughs> awesome. But the the my you'll have to watch the video because the best part about it is the the one I shot. He he either got chased by a coyote or someone <laughs> blasted at him before because he had no tail. He almost had no tail feathers. No kidding. He had big, big old I love feathers. it. I love it. <laughs> it was funnier than hell, but. Yeah, that's uh, maybe maybe as we get a little bit closer, we'll talk about some you know tips and techniques that yeah. I found that have been successful. But right now, I'm just thinking about I can't wait to go turkey. Hunting. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to plant that idea. Yeah, because uh, you know watching these videos again as I get ready to deliver shows, it's like oh yeah. Well, I I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I had that one that you know I, I kill a bird in in you know the first thirty minutes of the season, and and I'm thinking this is no big deal, so I make the boys go down and buy turkey tags. Yeah. So they go down and get turkey tags. I proceeded to call. We hunted for another like week and a half, mm. and 
up in the same area, and there's turkeys all over up there. Yeah. And I proceeded to call, I think, uh, 26 different birds over a week and a half, two-week time that we went up there, and we could never get anything in close. So there's obviously, you know, you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. And, well, and, the, and the birds and the birds have to be ready, you know, yeah. and and that's part of the whole thing. But oh my God, you get them within like uh, oh. seventy five yards. Oh yeah, and then they'll just hold and then up. just hold up. Yeah, and and so we we did that so many times you can't even believe it. Yeah. I it just it, it blew my mind. But but it's one of those things that you have to understand. You got to know what you're doing. You really do. I mean, and, it's hard. I mean, there's a reason yeah. that that people get. Yeah, really hooked on it because oh, yeah. it's difficult. And like I say, it's a to me, it, it's a lot like elk hunting. You know, you're gonna yeah, you you're calling. Yep, and they call back, and that's what's exciting. And they're coming to you, you know. And, sure, sure. But boy, I tell you, I've had them hold up a lot. But if you get the nice thing about around here in the timber is you can use the terrain and the vegetation. Yep. And if you can get set up, you know, there's a fine line between getting too close. And staying yep. back too far, you know, where they really hang up. But if you can get in that sweet spot well, and, and, and get them to come, yeah. and they've got to come over a rise, and you're in the right spot, you know. And and that that was part part, part of our problem is is never quite finding the right spot or having them, you know, set up, you know, set up 20 yards below you and, and get back up and, and call or, right. you know, where, where according to the terrain and where they're at, absolutely reading everything goes into how well you do with that, you know, oh, bringing absolutely. that bird in. And that's why... It, you know, I kind of like hunting the same spot. It's a big area, lots of different places that we hunt because then you start learning the terrain. Sure, Just like sure. it is with elk. It, it's no different than elk hunting. I mean, yeah. it is. And, and uh, once you kind of get some of that down, then you can be successful. Unfortunately, we've been really successful over the past many years. Shot quite a few turkeys. Speaking of elk, did you guys see that video down here in Monitor? Yes. <laughs> that was beautiful. Isn't that crazy? That was crazy, yeah. You guys aren't was, aware. Yeah, explain. Well which I had a hard time believing it was where it was. But anyway, there's a video on Facebook that somebody took where a whole herd of bull elk crossed. 27. 27 antlers. 27 antlers crossed Highway 2 right down here about seven miles below my house here. And and there were some big bulls in that bunch. And there were some I just, nice ones. I, I just couldn't believe it. Well, they I mean, just kept coming. I mean, like, what? I told, I told Britton, could you imagine during hunting season where they came from? That's, oh, they came that's, on, that's they hair. Came on, well, they came on the side of the highway, too, that it's any elk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, hair. I know. Hair. I, I mean, could you imagine during hunting oh, season running no. into something like that? <laughs> Fortunately, they were, for them, they were going back over into the spike only yeah, side. Yeah, but, exactly. But, yeah, that, uh, that was interesting to me, and um, it just goes to show, you know, Washington has some fine bulls he just oh yeah, for real we just can't hunt them yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get that video up on the unicorn on the instagram and facebook you've probably already seen it it went viral every single hunting oh, account yeah. that i followed was posting it yeah yeah but um Crazy. anyway that was a good episode good uh we talked some uh, perch fishing we got you primed up for some turkey hunting and uh we are gonna go Drink some more coffee, I think. <laughs> good, good call. Special coffee, baby. Anyway, uh, be sure to go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at WAO Podcast. And uh, be sure to rate, like, subscribe, do all the above so we can keep doing this. 
until next week we'll talk to you later